Dionisio at the plate, he's over for 2 today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's... Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater. My name is Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And we are coming to you fresh off of a game on June 13th of 2019. We went to Disco Demolition Night, Chicago White Sox versus New York Yankees. Jeremy, it's episode number 46, the Ivanova episode, because he wore uh, 46 for the Sox tonight. Yeah, interesting that you said war, because then maybe, maybe it might be the last time he wears it. I don't know. <laughs> He, yeah. he straightened out, I guess, a little bit. But This uh, is true. Um, yeah. uh, Jeremy, you made an observation about uh, Von Nova's body type uh, when you saw him take well, the mound. When did Ivan Nova turn into a fat pitcher? Like, yeah. he's, a, he's a fat pitcher now. Yeah, he's in, in the CC Sabathia mold. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, yeah, he, I don't really... I never followed him that close, but, mm-hmm. like, he's just, like... A, a big guy now like i i don't think he was always that way no I don't, I, I, I don't think so either watching him and you know i'm not saying he shouldn't be in the majors anymore but he's he's getting to that point yeah so, well i i mean they they were on the right step uh releasing uh Irvin santana mm-hmm. um they just need to go that extra step and and finally like eradicate ivan nova from their roster <laughs> but, well we uh anyway. we, we were very excited uh to go to this game tonight um jeremy i think you had a, a couple of minor uh pieces of business well, to- yeah yeah before before we get into the, the the game and there's a lot to get oh, into. Oh, there's folks. a lot, folks. Uh, just I want to just acknowledge a couple things real quick that we we haven't acknowledged from previous episodes. Number one, there's new podcast artwork. It seems silly to acknowledge it at this point because we've had it for like four episodes or so. But uh, we wanted to throw it out there. You know, we wanted to, we were looking to change things up for this season. Uh, so uh, we we designed this uh, uh, artwork and I uh, threw it together. And uh, so we have that um, featuring us both as bobbleheads. Yeah, Jack, your bo- your body is Rob Deer. It is. It is. Mine is Ryan Sandberg. <laughs> uh, but that's what you get for, like, I made it, so I, I got the final call on that. Right. Um, uh, the draft recap, we didn't really talk about it in our last episode, but the draft happened, and, um, you know, Bobby Witt went, uh, all those Second. players we talked yep. about, yeah, went. And uh, that for that dumbass who was uh, behind us, you know, those two, Riley Green and Bobby Witt alone made $14 million in signing bonuses. If you throw in uh, C.J. Abrams, $5 million, that's... What that's that's uh, nineteen million, 19 million yep. right there. So like, yeah. Again, that's why they play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then over unders since last episode, uh, like almost immediate before I could like post the episode, uh, Yelich hit a homer. Yep. Jordan Alvarez debuted and hit a homer. He's hit yep. two now. Yep. Um, and uh, more things just popped up. We added another thing from and our Eloy hit some home runs. Yeah, Eloy hit some yep. homers, and uh, we uh, had some fan interactions. Yeah, tonight, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which oh, we'll we get did, into. we did. Um, and folks, uh, you're gonna want to stay tuned. I'm just gonna give the give you the spoiler right now. We'll talk more about it later. But Jeremy caught a ball tonight. <laughs> he caught a ball. We're gonna talk more about it later. Yeah, but we, we some, will. Many things happen first. This could be like the most jam packed episode we've ever had. It might. It yeah. might. Yeah, so let's get started at the beginning, huh? Okay, uh, yeah, so Jeremy and I got to the park uh, very early. Um, we got there about 5.30, because it was Disco Demolition Night, it was a t-shirt night, um, yeah. so we were kind of anticipating there maybe being, and Yankees, so we were anticipating there being a bigger crowd. Yeah, um, yeah, they were giving away a t-shirt, a Disco Demolition t-shirt, and Jack, you said last time you only had mediums, and uh, like I said before, I wear a large, I, I'll take the extra large because at least I can wear it to the gym. So I wanted to make sure I got that, and mm-hmm. we got in line, and uh, we got in. We got the shirts. 
Yeah, it's a cool shirt. It is. It's a cool shirt. It's orange. Yeah, it's like um, a burnt orange, almost like tan brown rusty rust color. Yeah, I'm not quite sure uh, what influenced the decision behind the color of that shirt. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. They might, I, I, I honestly, I feel like maybe that you can get that color cheap because it's not like a popular color. <laughs> yeah, but it right. works. It yeah. works, and the logo is really cool. It had like a, this like record design, and it says Disco Demolition. It has the date July 12th, 1979, I believe mm-hmm. it was. Um, and uh, yeah, it looks there's like explosions coming out of like Comiskey Park or whatever. It's it's really cool. Yeah, orange is my favorite color, Jeremy. I don't know if you knew that about me. Oh, I, I didn't. But orange is the new black. I know that. <laughs> but yeah, and it's now Jack's favorite color. Yeah. Well, there there were uh, while, while we were waiting in line, uh, we saw a couple of kids. They were like playing catch. Yeah. Uh, uh, right in front of the porta potties. Yeah, they were like they were like because so we were standing in line for a while before they opened the gates. Yeah. Um and. Uh, these two kids like had mitts and, and and a ball, and they started playing catch like in this like open area, which was quite open, yeah, like s- concrete sidewalk area. Yeah. But they took it over by the porta potties. They were almost like throwing it in front of the porta potties. So if you try to go, you would like get hit with the ball or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And the kids were confused at best, uh, not only with their like choice to play, but like their clothing styles as well. Yeah, or, or choices as well. One of the kids had on a, a Kyle Schwarber uh, jersey and uh, a White Sox hat and a White Sox hat, and the other kid was wearing uh, Toronto Raptors. Uh, Jersey, Jersey with uh, possibly Cleveland Cavaliers uh, shorts. shorts. Definitely the Cleveland Cavaliers colors. Yep, and a White Sox hat. Yeah. Um, so it was a this to- crazy uh, uh, mishmash. Yeah. And of- we we should say it was what game six of the finals. Uh, yeah, it was game six of the finals. So, so- that at least makes somewhat sense. Yep. But like. The, the shorts were like, yeah, like, um, we got to c- come up with a name for that. Like, where you wear, like, conflicting, like, shirts and hats or yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, the uh, Informed Interloper did that. Uh, he wore an yeah. Oakland A's hat and a Gyro Munoz uh, yeah, jersey. exactly, exactly. We got to coin a term for that. And yeah. No, no one else do it because we want to own that Rainbow yeah. Theater. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll come up with it. Uh, but so these kids were, uh, they were throwing like they were both Steve Ciszek. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, the one kid, like, so, like, it's always funny when you watch people, like, play catch and, like, really you're just supposed to, like, fling the ball, like, like throw it, like, toss it. Yeah. And then someone, like, inevitably, like, does, like, their wind, their, their set and the wind-up. And then, like, the kid did that and then he threw it, like, he almost threw it over the kid's head. Yep. But then, they, yeah, they were doing C- Steve Ciszek. They were, like, side-arming it, like, yeah. submarining it. And mm-hmm. it's, like... This is just days removed from Brandon Kinsler hitting Steve Ciszek in the knee right. and having him being carted off the field. So you would yeah. think that uh, maybe uh, you know it might be a little yeah, too, dangerous. Little, little, uh, too soon, guys. Yeah. Too soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Unfortunately, neither of them got hit in the knee and were carted <laughs> off. They were just fine and went into the game. But Steve Ciszek, you know, got hurt. Right. So. Um, so that happened, and that was, you know, all of these things are just precursors to, to, yeah. to what the night would become. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, so, Jack, this could have been... Uh, the end of the night and I would have been happy because this was such a ridiculous exchange so um, I'll I'll try to put this as like even handed as possible but there were two people in front of us yep initially I thought it was a father son like okay. a, a like a father maybe adopted son or something yeah it was a white guy yep and an Asian uh, guy yeah did Jack? What did they look the same age to you, or did one look notice, distinctly older? Than I want to say that the white guy looked uh, older, but yeah. like I could also see them being the same age, where it's like maybe a five year age difference, and they're like friends slash coworkers. Yeah. Kind of thing. Oh yeah, coworkers, yep. or maybe like 
college mates or something. Yeah, yeah. I, the one kid struck me as maybe uh, a foreign exchange student okay. or something, or maybe new to the country. He had a very like thick accent. I couldn't tell. He was like, I would say a little Southeast Asian, maybe. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter, but uh, but so what happened was. They're standing in front of us. And, like, there's this, like, tailgate culture at White Sox games. I don't know if it goes along with being in the South Side or, like, it's, like, an extension of, like, the Bears, which is a huge tailgate culture. So, I mean, all football is. Yeah. But, like, people will tailgate at White Sox games. Yes, they will. Um, even though, like, it seems like you get maybe about a half hour before, like, you between when you park and the gates open. Yep. Although, I guess they, they wait until late. But, so, there are people tailgating in the parking lots and like jack when i met, went to meet you we walked through like this beautiful uh plume of like hamburger smoke Ooh, it smelled good it was a, they had a big grill going there too i think it was for one of those buses that comes in for like a party yeah yeah so so that was really good but um you'll see people drinking like holding beers oh yeah yeah people mainly drink out there too they'll yeah. bring like a 12 pack and just drink yeah or i mean but even like not in the parking lot there were people like standing like and the sidewalk, like waiting to go in, like like holding beers and not yep. really hiding them that much. No, but so the people in front of us had uh, bottles of Coors. Yeah, they had like the like the smaller like the like kind of like grenade bottles of Coors. They were they're actually twelve ounces, but they're they're like shorties or whatever yeah. you call them, or stubbies or something. So like, so this guy, the the white guy, brought them. Okay, and I think he was like thinking like, "Hey, I'm the, I'm the, you know, hey, I got the beers. Don't worry, you know." Yeah. Like, and he was like, "I, it seemed this is all I'm in, I'm in, uh, you know, uh, intuiting all of this from from just their reaction, but like, it's or their interaction. It seemed to me like he was like trying to show him like an American baseball game or something. Okay, and he's like, "Hey, this is what you do at a at a baseball game. You, you when you're in line, you drink a beer. Yeah, and it's like the guy, like, so they were drinking these beers. Yeah. in front of us." But like the gates were opening imminently. Yes. Like like within minutes. Yep. And so they're drinking these beers and like the guy the, the Asian kid was not like pounding his beer. He was like holding it, he was like sipping it and like he he drank maybe like like I don't know like 2 inches down from the top of the bottle. Maybe not even that much. Like he drank like a like you know whatever very tiny amount of this beer. Yeah. And he like Looked like he had no interest. He looked like he was doing it perfunctory, and like because the other guy told him, "Like, hey, this is what you do. You drink a beer." Yeah. And so the other guy was like drinking a beer, and like they started opening the gates, and the gates started opening, and so the guy like had this kid had like a like nine tenths full beer. Yeah. And not only that, but they looked warm as hell. There was no like sign of them being cold uh-huh. at all. So they were like warm beers, mm-hmm. and it's like, what what are you doing? Like and like. Even if you're, like, trying to, like, show this person, like, hey, this is what you do, it's, like, this is so pathetic. Like, you're drinking a warm Coors, like, like where everyone's watching you, and, like, you're trying to hide it, and it was just pathetic. And so then the gates started opening. He's like, oh, okay, we got to get rid of these. And, like, it looked like he was going to put them in there in the in his backpack. Yeah. It's like you would have been, like, kicked out. Like, <laughs> you would have been refused entry if yeah. you had beers in your backpack. And so then he, like, gives them to the Asian kid, and he's like, oh, yeah, go throw them out. Go throw them out. And he's like, yeah, okay. And, and like, and he's like, he still has like nine tenths of his beer left. Yeah. And like, he like takes like the sip, like he, he, he was sipping it like he was sipping like, you know, a martini or something. Uh-huh. And so then he goes and he throws away the guys. Maybe, I don't even think the other guy's beer was empty, but they go and they throw it out. He may, he makes the Asian kid throw him out. Yeah. And then he's like, then he pulls out like a full beer that was still closed. 
And then he's like, he like kind of looks at it and he's like, uh, I, I don't know what to do with this. Uh, give it, let's give it to someone. And he's like, no, no, just put it down by the uh, garbage can. And the, the Asian kid goes, oh, put it down by the garbage can. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just put it down by the garbage can. And so then he goes and just walks over to the garbage can to, to throw it out. And I think he just threw it in the garbage can, a full beer, a full well, okay, warm beer. Okay, so at, at one point, uh, that guy um, turned around uh, as the uh, kid was throwing the beer away. Uh-huh. Um, he turned around. I don't know if you saw him. And no. It, it felt like he was looking at us. But I think yeah. he was looking at the kid, and he just like started shaking his head. Maybe that was when he, because th- at first I thought the guy was looking at us, but like he started shaking his head. I think he was shaking his head that the kid threw the whole beer away uh-huh. by chance. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So, but I don't know. That's yeah, speculation. As if he's part. like, "Oh man, come on, man! I t- I went through hell to get those warm ass fucking beers here." <laughs> like so, so okay, so and as that's happening, the White Sox ushers are like taking those like uh, those cues, the stanchions, the stanchions, yeah, yeah like the, that you pull apart and you have like the nylon cord yeah. uh, or belt seatbelt looking thing between them, and they're putting them, they're trying to put them between the rows to separate the like lines to get in through the gate, right? And so as they're doing, which is kind of silly because there's so many people there already, it's like this is not the time to be moving these stanchions in between people, um, but it was like a perfect like 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 ballet where like the asian kid like came back from throwing the full warm beer out and the the white Sox ushers were like putting that one of those like stanchions and it's like the big heavy metal one with the big pole and the big round base right and so he's like moving it and as he's moving it the like asian kid like kind of backs up and turns and he like turns and like he hits his shin right against the metal base oh, of the thing. Is that why he was holding his like the bottom <laughs> yes. of his leg? He was hopping around like a cartoon. He's yeah. like, oh, oh, and he, but he wasn't like saying it because probably like it's not it's like uh, unbecoming of him to like be like ah shit like what the fuck <laughs> yeah. man like he, he was like just like he was holding it and hopping up and yeah. down like a cartoon yep. yep and like he was making no sound at all and like the friend like was completely oblivious to what happened yeah i saw everything yeah uh, jack i asked you if you saw it and like i guess you missed so you missed him i actually missed hitting him it. hitting it yeah and i didn't even really see it either but like i saw him turn and i saw him like jumping up and down well, uh, yeah th- there was all of a sudden a lot of like fast movement from yeah. the kid, so yeah. I didn't know what was going on, yeah. and it must have been that. And he was probably a little like like on on alert because of those stupid beers. Yeah, and so so he's like so and actually they 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 collided, and the the socks guy goes like, oh sorry man, and he's like, no no no, it's okay. And like, but then he's just like jumping, hopping on one foot, holding his shin, and it was like. This is pathetic. <laughs> this is ridiculous. And I mean, Jack, would you? I mean, I'm not off in my assumption that this kid was maybe maybe this was his first baseball game, and he was trying to show him like what it's yeah, like. I, I I don't know, man. Uh, the kid seemed a little green. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll say yeah, that for sure. Um, definitely, it seemed like he hadn't had a lot of beers in his life. Yes, maybe. correct. Yeah, uh, nor did he maybe even enjoy a beer. Yeah. Although, who could enjoy a warm core? I, I actually like Coors beer, yeah, me Coors too. Banquet, but like a warm one. In in line, like in a parking lot with the sun beating down. Yeah, the we were sun, roasting in yeah, line. The, yeah, it was a cool night, but the sun was in a perfect, like, beating down right on us. I actually think we were, like, we got a little color on yeah. our cheeks. Um, but ugh, drinking a warm beer, like, brought to you by this dork was, like, just ridiculous. And yeah. so, like, it was just pathetic. And so um, we we break off in the line. Yeah. And we start going in, in the gate. They open the gates. We start going in. And then... Uh, the kid's in front of us still, and he's got a backpack, and the other guy's got a backpack. Yeah. And we meet our friend, the Mr. Usher Man. Oh, uh, God. 
Yeah, but one more one more comment okay, okay. on on the the kid and the older <clears throat> older got older geek. Yeah. It's always pathetic when like you see an older like geek kind of guy try to be like the cool guy yeah, in front yeah, of yeah. younger people who don't know any better. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Pathetic. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we we go to this. Um, yeah. So so those two had bags. Jeremy had a bag, and so the security yeah. guy whose job it is to check people's bags yes. at the at the gate was complaining that uh, too many people had bags. Everyone got a bag. Everyone's yep. got a bag. You, everyone's coming to the ballpark with a bag. Yep. This guy had a bag on his back, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Um. But I mean, and and I get it. Like, like it's cumbersome to have a bag with you at a game. Um, but wouldn't you think maybe that some of those people like had no choice? Like maybe they were coming from work yeah. and they had a bag with them or coming from school yep. and like, like, yeah, I mean like who, like what percentage of those people like brought a bag willingly and what percentage of people probably had to bring theirs? Like, and like, and, and yeah, who enjoys this? Like, and so like this guy is like, what what is business of it is his? What benefit does he have of saying like this stupid thing, like this stupid remark? Everyone's got a bag. Yeah, everyone's bringing a bag to the ballpark. You're just you're just complaining because your job, you know, is a little bit harder. Yeah, because than, he has to yeah. do his job. He has to do more work than he, you know. Yeah. yeah, and so like so he teed it up early, and like he was actually talking to the Asian kid in front of me, and uh, that poor kid didn't know any better than to like give this guy toot or whatever right. or like say something it's yeah. like i it's like i was not gonna not say anything I, I i told you of all the different things i thought about saying but he was like oh i'm sorry like you know and he's like no nah, man it's, it's fine whatever like yeah and so then like he's like then he keeps saying like everyone's got a bag he's yeah. like you got a bag and so i step up i have my backpack uh, on the front and i had like unzipped all the pockets because i've i have i've had to bring my backpack to white Sox games before because we've come straight from work and uh, I've had to do that, and so I've been prepared to be to have it searched, because um, I'm trying to expedite my situation as quick as possible. And he comes to me, he's like, "Everyone's got a bag," and I'm like, "Yep, I got a bag too, but mine's open." And like, and then he didn't he didn't know how to react to that yeah. or whatever. So he looks through my bag, and uh, Jack, I said I wanted to say one of two things or or whatever, but I. I, at the end of the day, I didn't want to jeopard. I didn't want to like complicate my entry into the stadium and all. But I wanted to say like number one, hey, you got a bag too, man. That's one thing I wanted to say to the guy. The other thing I was going to say to him was like, yeah, man, I'm going camping after this, or yep. whatever. But uh, I I chose to. I said something, but like, you yeah. Know. Well, he I so I had a I had my fleece on and um, I had my. Uh, I had my phone charger in one of the pockets of my fleece, and I was like, "Well, maybe that'll set it off if I uh, if I just step through." And like, I was too lazy to like like my my fleece uh, uh, pocket was zipped up, and so like I was too lazy to uh, to unzip it and take out the phone charger and then put it back in. And I had my fleece off, so I, I tried to take my fleece and like set it in the area where you set your keys and cell phone. Yeah, and stuff. the tray. He, yeah, and he went, "No, no, no!" But he kind of like blocked my arms from doing it. Yeah, and. Yeah. Jeremy, there's a specific attitude uh, where people can take with me, or like when they touch me and I don't want them to touch, where it's like I'll I'll snap just like that. And I wanted to say to him, like as I took it back from him, like okay, cool, like I'll do this, but let's try that again without touching me this time or something. But I I didn't say it, but like sure. there's a it, it there's a very specific tone of voice somebody can use, and you know I don't know if you've ever seen it come out in me, but like you know. You hang around me enough, you do. Like, there's a very specific tone people can take where I'll I'll real quick snap at them. Yeah. Um, okay. And that was one of uh, that was an era, that was a time when I I was we we went through the gift shop immediately after this, and the whole time 
we were in the gift shop. I was I was pissed off about that, <laughs> and it was all I could think about. Sure. Um, sure. but you know, I, I cooled off eventually. But yeah, okay. that guy that guy was a piece of work. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck Not that exactly guy. the friendly confines. Could you imagine doing something like that at Wrigley? Yeah. The, well. Those well, those ushers are. I mean, I, like Jeremy, I'm not a Cubs fan, but like those ushers are like pretty nice when you uh, when you yeah. go up to them. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. This guy was the opposite of that. Yeah. Well. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I I don't understand the the like the benefit of like saying this. Like, how much better does he feel by saying like everyone's got a bag, everyone's got a bag. Yep. Like he must yeah. that must have made him feel better, I guess, dur- during his day. I will say to uh, Rainley Theater fans out there, if you ever approach us. If you see us at a game, do not touch Jack because you don't want to see him go off. And listen, we can use all the listeners we can get. We don't need Jack, uh, you know, killing one of them. Yeah, right. Um, so we get through the uh, the I we get through the gate. Um, uh, before we uh, are are getting our T-shirts, we're handed like the the game card. And Jack, I haven't yeah. brought this up yet before, but. Uh, Jack refuses every time to take one of the game yeah. cards. Yeah, the thing is, okay, so when I went when I went with my buddies a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. I, uh, uh, I I got one, and it was okay. just a bunch of useless shit. And I was like, why did I take this? I don't want it. Um, <laughs> well, you've never so, yeah, every taken time, one. Every time I go with you, I always refuse it. Yeah, and you say, uh, like, no, I don't want that. Or, yeah, like, I think so I'm not super polite about it, you know. No, and but, it's, it's funny. It's like, so it's like that handout where, like, there's like uh, you know the the donut race or the Dunkin' Donuts race uh, at the White Sox they do the Bona Beef race. Yeah. So that it has that on there. So it has like your you know which one you get and then you root for that one. Jack yeah. is not interested in that. He doesn't want this. <laughs> um, there is really useless shit. Ten dollars off a of Dick's. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, half price uh, appetizer at the bar and grill. It is all bullshit. Yeah. But the one thing about it is, like, you get it so you can cheer for someone for, for in the race. Someone in the race. That's did your, the main. Did your, uh, did your beef win? I don't Jeremy? even know. I don't okay. even know. But right. uh, I had juicy. You, beef. you know, juicy one. I think juicy won tonight. It did. Jeremy. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I the think one so. thing about bone of beef is that there's not one anywhere near where we live. So, <laughs> so it's even doubly useless in it, that respect. It is. It is. It is. I don't disagree with you that you don't take it, but it is kind of just like it's well, like I don't want to participate in that. Right. Right. Well, it gives you a little skin in the bone of beef race. I it guess. does. It does. Um, um, so there was also that we should just mention there was that guy who was like up on the second deck videotaping everybody as they well, came in is that what it was because okay so yeah. so as we were going in someone behind us then i almost forgot to make a note of that thank you for bringing that up some guy behind us said like hey look that guy's videotaping us and yeah. i thought he might have meant like the ushers with their with the zappers and he thought that that was a phone no no so there, there was a guy on the second level uh above where they were letting people in who had a camcorder and but he was like uh he was ballpark staff and he was with like another staffer and they were videotaping with the camcorder. When you say camcorder, like just like a a shitty old like from the nineties camcorder, or was it a real camcorder? I mean, it was like a. a, I mean, it was probably a modern camcorder. It was like a handheld camcorder. It wasn't like with a phone or anything. Okay. So it was an actual like camcorder. Okay. Um, uh, which I haven't seen in a while. You know, you don't. I feel like you don't see many camcorders anymore. Sure. But um, but but anyway, uh, he uh, yeah, he had he had a camcorder and he was he was recording. Um, Okay. uh, So I don't know what he was recording. If he was like trying to record like uh, the the protocol that people have with the the security guards have with the bags or something like that he was definitely ballpark staff and he was recording it for a reason and it wasn't like footage for a a broadcast okay uh, with being filmed on that type of camera probably yeah i mean sometimes they make like video packages like in-house like yeah like people getting the promotion or something right i wonder if he captured the asshole security guard yeah right that 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 was just a a byproduct of of that yeah Um, so um so yeah yeah, so that happened we got in the ballpark and then like 
Jesus, Jack. So we we say it was we billboarded it by saying it was Disco Demolition Night, yeah. but like there was so many friggin' things going on at the game yeah, tonight. Now, Disco Demolition Night was like fifth in the order of things yeah. that were like going on. Um, I'll say like as we were walking, we we decided to do a lap around the stadium, and like I walk, we walk, and I see one guy with like a Polish White Sox hat, yeah. like a red hat, White Sox hat that said Polska on the back, and he had a Polska shirt. And uh, we've said this before. Jack and I are both Polish. Uh, yeah, we are. In some, we are. some part. We're, we're both half, uh, half, half Polish. Polish. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so you put us together and that's one Polak. <laughs> I might have said that the last time we... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it doesn't get old. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, oh, that one, I wonder where that guy got that, that Polish White Sox hat. Then we saw another woman wearing a Polska shirt. And then we saw a a, a pierogi stand. Yeah. Like, and it totally seemed like... It looked like it was something at like a school carnival or something. It was just like a... Like a DIY like setup, yeah, and it was like from some church or something. It was, and it even said like for so and so's college fund. Yeah, or it was like a deli. It was like yeah, some deli, was, yeah. but it was from like Indiana, and like, and it wasn't even Whiting, Indiana, which is like the pierogi capital of the Midwest or something. <laughs> um, it was just so weird, and it just totally seemed like you know like den mothers selling pierogies or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, and I said to Jack after the first couple things, I'm like, Jack, if this is not Polish Heritage Night. Then there's a lot of odd Polish uh, coincidences going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and as we kept walking, then we saw like the the White Sox like uh, kiosk that had was giving out Polish hats, and it turns out it was Polish heritage. It was, right? it was. They right across from that kiosk, they had uh, uh, the Polish National like Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah, there was like a table uh, set up, table set up for that, and they were doing like auctions for like autograph. There was like an, a Mike Shashevsky autographed baseball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. Um, um, a nice painting of Stan Musial as well. Yeah, which I guess he's Polish. I yeah. didn't know. I, yeah. There's got to be a Polish joke in there of like, hey, we got Mike Shashevsky to autograph a baseball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. right. You know, right. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah. But uh, but but yeah. So then there was that, and like uh, they were like were selling like Polish beads and Polish bags and stuff. So it was Polish Heritage Night as well as Disco Demolition Night. Yep. There was also a Louisville Slugger was set up there yeah. doing like a demonstration of like uh, them shaving a, a you know a spindle of wood down into a bat. Yeah, yeah, which was very cool. I mean, they had the whole machine there; you could watch them do it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and he had a bunch of like spindles or whatever, like ready to like make bats. Uh, Jack, me and my girlfriend or my fiance, uh, we took a trip to Louisville a couple of years ago, and we went. We did a tour of the Louisville uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah. Or uh, factory and it's pretty cool there's like a wall with like signatures like in wood uh, like facsimile signatures of all like players who have contracts with Louisville Slugger and uh, I got my picture with the Andre Dawson one cool and uh, there's a lot of cool stuff there uh, you can see like bat they were making bats for oh man who was it it might have been like it wasn't jo- it was like Jay Bruce they were making oh, bats for Jay Bruce cool. like when when we were there cool um but uh, they were doing that and then later on they like uh, talked about it on the video board, and there was like bats. There was bats by such greats as Babe Ruth, um, Frank Thomas, and uh, Daniel Polka. Yeah, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you could you could go over and like I guess pick up one of the bats or mm-hmm. something. I wonder if you could pick up that Babe Ruth bat. It seems like maybe you no couldn't or no. shouldn't. Yeah, that, they had that Dick Allen one too. Yeah, Dick Allen. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, 
One one thing that I noticed, Jeremy, was when we saw the guy making the bat. Like he got so much, like uh, so many. Uh, what do you call him? Sawdust. Well, yeah, yeah sawdust. Uh, sure, he got so much sawdust, like on his uh, forearms. Uh huh. Yeah. It was like, man, I would be. I'm sure he had to take has to take a shower, like after he does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I think that's. Yeah, that's what that's what happens when because we saw a guy making one too, and uh-huh. like, yeah, yeah, that they just get covered with sawdust. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he was behind like this like plexiglass like wall basically. Yep. <laughs> it yeah, was kind yeah. of funny. But uh, so all that stuff was going on. There was there it was also Team USA soft women's softball yeah. was there. <laughs> Not sure if it was the current Team USA. Uh, yeah, I don't think, I think it seemed like they it was like Team USA greats or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. But but okay, so we get to our seats finally and like they they're playing a disco demolition video. Which makes sense because it was something we would have expected. Yep. Then they had Steve Dahl there, who like uh, the DJ from Chicago, who um, created, who did Disco Demolition. Yep. Um. So I don't know. As a quick backstory, like Steve Dahl was a DJ. Um. He was from LA originally, but he moved to Detroit. There's this whole thing if you're like a local Chicago person and you know about Steve Dahl lore, like Steve Dahl was in Detroit and then he moved to Chicago. Um, but when he was in Detroit, Howard Stern was also starting out in Detroit, and like, there's there's lore that that Howard Stern stole Steve Dahl's like bits basically because wow. Steve Dahl is like the first guy to kind of like kind of freestyle it, like kind of like wing it and like not follow the format or whatever. And you know, Steve Dahl says like Howard Stern saw him do that and like kind of copied it or whatever. Okay, interesting. So, um, and then Steve Dahl moved to Chicago, Howard Stern moved to DC and then like, you know, things happened the way they happened. But, um, so when Steve Dahl was here in Chicago, he, um, uh, worked at a radio station and like he had just moved here and then like weeks after he moved here, they went disco and he got fired. And so he hated disco from that point on. And he, like, he got a new job and he would, like, you know, quote unquote, blow up a disco record, like, on air. And so he, he got a promotion <clears throat> at uh, Comiskey Park at the time, uh, where they, people, you could get in for, like, um, like whatever the frequency of the loops, I think 97.9 or something. Okay. So you could get in for 97 cents yeah. if you brought a disco record. Okay. They put it into this big, like, buck, like, this big wooden crate and then they blew it up in between games of a double header and uh then after they blew it up a riot ensued and the the, the white Sox had a forfeit game too yeah well they they were um uh first of all i think they were also selling 25 cent beers that night uh possibly that's unconfirmed but okay. um yeah, they may have been doing that uh, but also, I think that like uh, many, many more people showed up than they had anticipated. Well, I think sold they out. sold out the game, but then there were like thousands of people outside the stadium. People too. were crawling over the walls, yeah, and like crawling, like climbing into the stadium and stuff. Yep. Yeah, it was it was chaotic. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it, it was like a riot ensued, and like um, there's like great footage of like Harry Carey in the booth saying like, "Holy cow, everybody, you got to take your seat!" Like, yeah, um, and uh, we had a lot of fun, but it's over now, and like whatever, and like. Um, there's all these crazy stories about disco demolition. Paul Sullivan, uh, the writer for the Chicago Tribune, he used to work the beat for the Cubs. He has a story of him and a friend sitting in the White Sox dugout drinking a bottle of Jack Daniels. Wow. Like, there's all kinds of... Everyone has, like, a disco demolition story. It's one of those Mm -hmm. things where people say, like, yeah, I was there and, like, you know... 
Yeah. It's not, you can never prove that you were there or whatever. But, right. uh, so it's a crazy story. It's definitely a dubious, like, uh, like infamous story. But um, it's kind of cool that they acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of baseball purists at the time, like, hated it. Jack, actually, while you were gone, there was a guy, I didn't tell you about this, but a guy approached me to do a survey, kind of like that yeah. one, that never ending survey that the guy in front of us did at yeah. game one of the White Sox game. Yep. So <clears throat> he approached us to do, approached me to do the survey, and I'm like, no. Um, and then they were started showing the video, and the guy, he's like a kid. He was like in his early 20s, it seemed like. And he, he's, he saw the video, and he looked down, and he's like, why are they honoring this thing, man? And then he just like walked away. Like he was like disgraced on behalf of baseball that they were honoring it or wow. whatever. Wow, okay. So, um, An old soul, I guess. I guess so. And so like they, they played this video um, and then they cut to like Steve Dahl on the field and they did it. And Chris, our boy Chris, Chris was yeah, back. Chris was back. I should say that. And he was interviewing Steve Dahl, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they were talking to him and whatever. But then as they're talking to him, the Polish parade starts. And so from, from way yonder in center field, the center field gate opens and this like Polish uh, police truck <laughs> comes out. It was like yeah. a white police truck with red paint and or like painting on it and like sirens or whatever and it comes out and it's it goes bloop, 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 bloop. and like then like all these like polish people were like parading behind him and he was driving around the the the, the warning track from center field he took a right and then was going to like left field and then down the third base line but as he's doing this uh, in the car and all these like thousands and thousands of Polish people are following behind yep, him. Yep. They're interviewing Steve Dahl on the field. Yep. And intermittently this guy, when he gets to a new section of the field, he goes, he does the sirens. He's like, bloop, 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 bloop. And it's like, you know, Steve, Steve, there's an interview being conducted on the field. And then at some point they start and like, they're heading towards where Steve Dahl is getting interviewed. So it's like, they're going to cross paths at some point. And like the guy didn't ever not do the siren. Like he would do it intermittently, but he still kept doing it. Mm. And then, like, it was just chaos. Yep. And that, yeah, it was just ridiculous. And then, like, um, it gets by him. Like, even lost in the shuffle, like, Steve Dahl, like, talks about um, the last time he threw out the first pitch. Yep. He threw it. He's like, yeah, you know, I got, you know, I threw a strike last time, but I don't want to, um, uh, you know, get ahead of myself. And he's like, by the way, uh, I threw that pitch to Esteban Loaiza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is in jail or, like, was... For drug trafficking. Drug cocaine trafficking. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Chris like like laughed a little bit. Oh, so he like kind of acknowledged. Yeah, it? he's okay. like he's like, oh man, you know, like yeah, you know, that was that was kind of a funny moment. Nice. Like yeah, he could have just not mentioned us to Von Loaiza. No, <laughs> he did. <laughs> and Chris, uh, professional as he is, like blew past it pretty quick. But then like so then like the interview kind of stops and like the the Polish parade is still going around the warning track. Yeah. Um, and then it's still that that thing went on forever. There must have been like thousands of yeah, people. There were like five or six thousand people. It was a ton. They were all in red shirts, and I don't know where they went during the game unless they all put jackets on because I think they all had they were all wearing red for it's the most true. part, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, I, yeah, we didn't really see like big like batches of them. No. Um, um, but at some point while that was still going on. Low, like and Steve Dahl is finished and he's like taking pictures and like you know like shaking hands talking to people they're march out the team USA women's softball like yep. lined up on third base and then they're all like being introduced and like waving to yeah. the crowd and, and then that was over right quick they yeah. were only up you know nobody nobody from them threw out a first pitch they showed them on the scoreboard like one time a little bit later and yeah. they were all sitting in a suite but then they uh, after all this and even while like this is still while the Polish people are still filing out uh, in back into center field because yeah. that's, that's where it started from yeah uh, 
then they started doing a traditional Polish dance. Well, before that, well, we should say before, while Steve Dahl was on, yeah. we did hear uh, one gentleman in front of us, um, which we'll get into more yep. in depth later, but he was yelling like, hey, Dahl, hey, Dahl, yeah, yeah. like whatever, like, yeah, Steve Dahl or whatever. Yeah. And we're like, okay, that guy really likes Steve Dahl. Yeah, we're going to have to make a footnote of this guy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So we're like, yeah, we, you know, we'll mention him. Uh, little but, did we know. Yeah, yeah. To be continued. Little did we know. Um, but yes, Jack. After that, after all that commotion died down, the Polish dance starts, and it's yeah. like these people, like it's like like I don't know, 10, 12 couples of like uh, men and women, like actually they were like teens. Yeah, they or were like they were like teenagers. For, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're wearing this like this really gauche, like uh, elaborate, like Polish garb. Like, yeah, this, and like it almost it, looked like traditional, like from the eighteen hundreds or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. And they were doing this like very like uh, proper like ballroom dance type of thing. Yeah. Like to this Polish music. And Jack, how long did it go on for? It must have been about 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it, it just was a going. really long time. And it was like, I thought maybe they were going to do one quick dance to this Polish music yeah. and like just kind of be done with it. And, you know, everybody would clap politely. Yeah. It went on for 10 minutes. It, they played at least like three Polish songs. They did like three different dances. They stopped and started. And while all of this is going on, like the players are like running sprints. Yeah. Uh, in the outfield. Yeah. Uh, Jose uh, Abreu and, and uh, Luria Garcia and Eloy are just looking at this like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's traditional Polish music, I guess. I, I wouldn't know what else to call it. But yeah. like, it's not exactly, a, it's, it's not good ballpark music. No, let's it was, put it, it was that wholly way. Un, underwhelming. It was yes. just like, it was just like proper, like, like, I don't know, like like a sym- symphony, like 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 waltz music or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally not. It it, it ain't no uh, thunderstruck. No, let's put it no. that way. Yeah. Uh, so so that went on for a, a very very long time. Yeah. Um. And so finally, uh, after that was all done, Steve Dahl actually did throw out the first pitch. He did. Uh, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah he, he threw a strike. He he didn't. He he went to the where sort of where the beginning of the where the mound begins. Yeah. Uh. So he didn't he didn't throw at the full sixty feet six inches. But uh. Yeah. He got it over the plate yeah yeah, yeah um, for good sure. for him i didn't know he was a lefty oh yeah yeah, uh, for sure. so jeremy there was a guy so we, we've kind of encountered a lot of jersey drama yeah uh, but this is one we've never seen before <laughs> there was a guy uh wearing a germane dye shirt but the the dye looked to be off center yeah the whole thing looked like it was offset it looked, yeah. almost looked like someone like yeah like put it in the in the like machine to sew it on but like they had it set wrong and it was just, it was just like slanted to the like like right just a little bit yeah and i mean and that wasn't their biggest issue because they were him and like two to three like three to four other people were like walking down the aisle helping this one guy down the aisle yeah who like was he drunk? Was he like just? I don't know what was going no, on. No, it, it took a village to get this guy down the aisle into his seat. Yeah, it almost it almost looked like it should have been one of those things where they had like you know in ancient Egypt like that you would see like the pharaohs being carried on yeah. like those mats just yeah. by a bunch of people. Yeah. It's almost like that. That was what this was. That like. was the pace they were going. Yes. At. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> as if they were holding yeah like a five hundred pound like uh, thing or whatever. At one point, like this. This like uh, you know scrawny little usher kid came down and he said something like, "Hey, are you guys okay?" Or like, "Whatever, do you need any help?" And they're like, "No, no, no, we got it." And then there's just like four or five guys like helping this one guy down the aisle and like just I don't know what where they were going, like what was going on. I couldn't tell if the dye jersey 
was like straight and he was just being it was being scrunched by the guy who they were like yeah helping it looked to me like it was off centered uh-huh. uh but all of this just precursor to like what would really happen yeah so um, we might as well get into it here yeah, yeah uh so we made a new friend uh at the game and his, yeah. na- his we don't have to give him a nickname because his name is bob his he name said is bob. His, he said what his name is and we know that because he yelled that out loud yeah he yelled it and it, we know his former occupation too uh he was what what kind of an usher was andy, he? andy frayne i don't know what that means I mean, so I don't know, like, Andy Frains were, like, ushers, like, at events in okay. Chicago, but yeah. I don't know if it was only in Chicago or nationwide, but, like, and I don't know if that was, like, a union. Like, this was when I was really young. I remember the Andy Frayne ushers. Really? Okay. Um, but it was, like, but it, it, it ended, like, like pretty early or, like, in my lifetime. But, so it was either a company that, like, outfitted these ushers, because now it's, like, Monterey Security or something, but, like, they were all Andy Frayne ushers, and, like, you called them that, and so, like... Yeah, at some point he said. I mean, we'll get into it, but like, yeah. yes, but yeah, we he was an he was an Andy Frayne usher at Comiskey Park. We yeah, can say uh, that much right now. So so uh, uh, so to put it quite frankly, this is the guy who we saw cheering for Steve Dahl. It uh, was very uh, with a great amount of zeal. Yeah. Um. Uh. And so I think the best way to to kind of go about this guy is Let's describe him physically first. Yeah, we need to describe him physically first. Yeah. Uh, to me. He was like a Daniel Stern character come to life. Okay. Uh, except he was quite old. I mean, he was probably in his mid-60s. Not yet, you know, not elderly, but... So, so Jack, you know, <clears throat> he was not in bad shape. No, He no. was like fit. Yeah. Like, he was like a tall, like slender guy. Slender guy. He wasn't skinny, but he was like slender. Yeah, he was. Um, He was wearing very short shorts. Yes. Like not, not Daisy Dukes, but like they no. were over his knees. And they, they were made shorter by the fact that he kept pulling them up too. He, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's one of these guys. He had like these like kind of like muscular, totally pale white legs. Yeah. Um. Completely hairless, also. Completely hairless. He had white socks, uh, socks. He on? had white socks, socks like with graphics on them. Like, yeah. Um, but they looked like old. Like, they I think old. I think everything he was wearing was a ballpark promotion. Also, <laughs> 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 we didn't really acknowledge that. But everything he was wearing, um, these white socks, socks, and like he was wearing like this um, white socks giveaway hat that we got like years ago at I think I think it was like the Padres uh White Sox like Saturday afternoon game. It might have been. Um no no you know what Jeremy it might have been the Atlanta Braves Chicago White Sox oh, game we went okay. to uh, uh even before that cuz the okay. Padres one was the uh Hawk Harrelson alarm clock. Well, okay okay. Um yeah but so we got we got that same hat that he got. Yeah. He was wearing uh he would later tell us this cuz he came to sit by us. Yeah. But he was wearing Spoiler uh, alert we interacted with this guy. We, we did we did. And we'll get to that. I feel like everything is a we'll get to that there's just too much there's so much yeah yeah. there's so much but so he he said uh uh the shirt that he got was from 2006 so he got so this shirt is 14 years old that he that he was wearing yeah unsolicited completely he's just like yeah i'm wearing this white Sox shirt i got in uh uh and it was like it was like the 80s logo like the batter man yeah and like so, I thought I was. I thought he was gonna say like I got it in like 1983 or yeah, something. Yeah, or this is from like that. This logo is yeah, from that because year. I was wearing my White Sox hat, which is from that era, the yeah. early 80s or whatever. And so I thought that, it, that he was signifying with me. He's like, yeah, I got this shirt in uh, 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 2006. It says Chevrolet on the back. Drive Chevy. Go Chevy.com or something. <laughs> yeah. And like we're like okay. Yeah. And like and then that was it. And like so whatever. We'll we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll talk about that more in depth, I suppose. Yeah. But um, uh, but yeah, that so that's Bob. Um, he was wearing like he had like a fleece over that too. He did. But, so he had white, gray, white hair. 
Uh, he had a gray beard. Yeah, it, not a long beard, but it was like yeah. probably he had gone a, a, a two weeks without shaving. Yeah, maybe. he looked like a guy, like a stowaway on a on a ship. Yes. Like, and dressed like it too, or like or like someone you find like on a deserted island or something. Sure. Like an extra from Gilligan's Island. Right, or, or like Central Casting, if it was a movie about like riding the rails as a hobo in the 30s, yeah, like sure. he would be uh, a background character in that. Yeah, but not, but dressed in like... As like special giveaway pro- ballpark promotions or whatever. So so yeah, I mean like it, I, what can we say about this guy? I don't know. And like he was a man of many different masks. You couldn't pin down like his voice, his like general demeanor. We had a moment where we talked to him and he seemed kind of to carry himself like a normal person, but then he gave us all those weird, specific, unsolicited details about his T-shirt. Yeah. So like we're like okay, there's something like this guy isn't just like. Like having fun, like yeah, and he had, he, he also had a, a strange sense of comic timing. Um, we might he as did. well just get into. He this. actually had a legit sense of comic timing. Yeah, I would say. yeah. Uh, so so there was one point, and I, I think at this point we need to just rattle off different things that happened. Because sure. Jeremy, you mentioned you, you're like you know a, a lot of times I like to notate what inning things happen in. for sure. But uh, there was no there's no real reason to do that because this was just one. You're yeah. you're right. It, it never it never plateaued. No peaks, it, no valleys, no crescendo. No, it was just this guy was the same uh, uh, behavior throughout the entire game, same yeah. level of energy. And Jeremy, what I was thinking, when I when I used to go to the ballpark with my friends when I was like a little kid, like we're talking 9, 10 years old, mm-hmm. I would have a ruckus uh, uh, madcap good time like that like that guy <laughs> okay. would where we, I would just screw around with my friends. Yeah. Uh, and that's what this guy was like. Um, it was almost kind of endearing. He was like a, a, a child uh, true. At, at, at a game. He truly loved being, the, he like had probably the time of his life. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah. but the thing is, I can imagine he does this every home game. <laughs> That's what... Okay, so he, he was coming up with different chants and stuff. And, like, uh, you know, the the art of stand-up comedy is, like, making your jokes seem like you are just thought of them on the spot or you're telling them for the first time, even though you've rehearsed it and you've practiced, like, every single word. Like, that's what makes a truly great stand-up. This guy, maybe... This is it. This does seem like he goes to every game and he does this every single game, all eighty-one home games or whatever. But it seemed like these chants he was coming up with on the spot. And so if he did it, he's maybe the greatest performer ever because like it made it seem like he was coming up with these things totally off the cuff. Yeah, you know, actually, it's when so so Jeremy at the first game we went to, and a lot of times I feel like when we sit in like the left field area. You'll hear someone go, "Let's go White Sox." One yeah. person, yeah, and I think we found it. He found who it was. Yeah. It's him. Yeah, I think it's it him. was him because yep. we heard him like at the first game. at the first game. Yeah, yep. I will say, Jack. Before I forget, because I didn't write this in my notes, at one point, and this was later on when the people behind us like uh, uh, sat behind us, which we'll get to later. Yep. Um, he did. Someone came up, like Luyuri Garcia came up, and he was saying like. Andale, Andale, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Ariba or whatever, and yeah. I was like, that's problematic. Yeah, like, it is in this it day is. and age. Yes, um, but uh, but that, let's not lead with that because that's not who he was. Yeah, that's just one of the many things he said. Jack, my first thing besides him yelling doll was he was standing up and dancing a jig. Yeah, and when I say a jig, like we, I think we said that those two weird dorks with the money in their mouths yeah. were doing a jig. This yeah. guy was doing a legit di- jig, like like Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance jig. Yeah, um, and he he capped it off. By 
by throwing his uh, his White Sox cap right. and then uh, completely throwing it too far and missing it and so, possibly hitting <laughs> hitting somebody. Well, in the- I should we should then direct you to Randall at Randall A Pod on uh, on uh, Instagram because I, ha- I managed to capture that 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 moment that you're speaking of. He did this dance, this jig, and he flipped his hat in the air and like he was trying to flip it up to himself, but it went like five people ahead of him, and so like. My framing of it was perfect, like because the hat goes out of frame, and then like it's like a beat, and he's like, "Ooh!" Like he's like, "Ooh, sorry!" Like he does, like he like hunched his shoulders and and like kind of did like a slight clearance, like "Ooh, sorry!" Like whatever, and so like the, the hat, but it was perfect timing, like yeah. like uh, like fucking Abbott and Costello never had this great of physical comedy before. Uh, yeah, Except and for Jeremy, Bob. yeah, Bob did it. Bob when, nailed it. Uh, when he would uh, be dancing to music, yeah. I don't know if you noticed he he would do this, but when the music would cut off, <laughs> he would do like a take, yeah, a take yeah. upward, like looking at the heavens, like yeah. why was that turned off? Yeah, it was like Charlie Chaplin or something. Yeah, like, he, yeah. he would dance and he'd stop and be like, huh? Like what? Who, who turned off the music? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he had this great comic timing, yeah. and so yeah, and like so like he. And then he would do these like hand motions too. He yeah. would like he would just like like put his hands. I wish you could see this. Like he would like put his hands up and then like freeze and then stop and then do it again. Like Jack Artie, the strongest man in the world from Pete and Pete came yeah. up a couple weeks ago. He almost was like the the human uh, White Sox in incarnation of Artie from Pete and Pete. He would yeah. do these like like Artie would do like these weird arm curls and stuff like. Like, this guy was doing these weird arm things and then, like, stopping and posing. Yeah. But, like, doing it, like, yeah, in situations like that where the music would stop and be like, huh? What? <laughs> Someone turned off the music. I was dancing. You know, um, in terms of comic timing also, so there was one point where he uh, he was yelling across the aisle playing trivia with some other guys yeah, who sure. were uh, obviously having a good time yeah, with this him. was a little later on. It was a little bit later on. Yeah. And uh, uh, the, the trivia question that this uh, that Bob asked these guys was, Name some players from the Go Go White Sox. Just yeah. some. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, he's like. He's like. Hey, you guys play trivia. You know any trivia? All right. Here's some. Name some Go Go White Sox. Yeah. And it's like name some white like 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 you watch like uh, you know Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or something and they're like all right for one million dollars the final question. Name some U.S. presidents. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. Yeah. You don't just name some. No. And then so these guys come back at him with, uh, uh, all right, so one guy says, name some Southside hitmen. Yeah. And Bob act- is having a little trouble doing it. I think yeah. he threw out the name Carlton Fisk, which yeah. is like an, an obvious one. Yeah. He, so so he's throwing back with like one guy in particular, this yeah. like kind of like totally like White Sox, like meatball, like Southside yeah. guy. He's like, all right, all right, well then how about you? How about you name some Southside? White Sox. Yeah. Name some or name some Southside hitmen. Yeah. Name some of them. Name some of the Southside hitmen. Yeah. So then the guy is like. So then Bob is like, uh, uh Carlton Fisk. He's like, no, he wasn't yeah. a Southside hitman. Yeah, yeah. And then like, so and then like he's like, so uh, I don't know, uh, whatever, like you know, Dick Allen. Dick Allen. He's like, no, he wasn't a Southside hitman. Yeah. And then the then the the other guy, not Bob, but the other guy goes like, you know what, you suck at this game. Yeah. And Bob goes. Security! Yeah, yeah, he has security! Like, <laughs> yeah, like that was a, a great, like, a great comic moment. There was just enough air, and yeah. then he said it, like, it was, it was good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't get a beat on this guy. No, um, uh, that was, yeah, that was, that was one of my favorite exchanges, actually. Um, let's see, what else? Well, I mean, so he's going on and on, but, uh, 
you know, yeah. we should uh, say like in the middle of all this. In the middle of all this, Jeremy got a ball. Yes. Uh, so so what happened was, uh, Jeremy, I want to kind of do a, 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 a back it up a little bit. Okay. So th- this okay. was in, so you definitely got this. Okay, so this is one where we should talk about what it is. Yeah, it was the bottom uh, of the, or it was the top a, of the third. After the top of the third. It was yep. after the last out of the, the top of the third inning. Yeah. Uh, so I had noticed, Jeremy, that there was a guy uh, directly above me and to my right yeah. who was kind of leaning forward. I had seen him out of the corner he of my right eye. He was eating a slice eye. of pizza. He was eating a slice of pizza. Yeah. Um, uh, so I noticed this guy. I noticed him uh, probably about five, ten minutes before all of this went down. Because this guy is the catalyst. And this guy is the reason uh, that he, Jeremy got the ball. I, the more that I'm thinking about it, Jack, now, because we talked about maybe getting pizza earlier yeah. in the game. And, like, um, he just kind of showed up. And then he ate the pizza. He did this thing. And then he left. Yeah. Never saw him again. He was almost like Bagger Vance, or like yeah. he was like our my baseball guardian angel. He was, yeah, yeah. It's very yes. weird. That, the more I'm thinking that was, about it, that was that is an odd way to think of it, but it totally is because. So what happened was after the last out of the uh, third inning, which yeah. was a five three. Yeah, Luke um, Voigt was batting. Uh, he he hit a hard grounder to uh, Jose Rondon, who yep. was playing third base. Yep. Rondon picked it deep, like in 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 the corner. Fired across and got Luke Voigt at first base. Yeah, uh, so then, uh, like they do, the uh, White Sox did an around the horn. Uh, yeah. Tim Anderson ended up with it as he was heading towards the uh, third base dugout, which is the side we were on. Right, and we should say that we were sitting just beyond the netting, too, which I think also had a lot to do with yep, it. Yeah, we were sitting just beyond the netting, and this is how far back we were. We were we were like one one row from the we back. We were row 23 out of 24. Uh, four or okay. twenty four out of twenty five. Yeah, but yeah. if you like, if you know the uh, guaranteed rate field, like it's not like Wrigley Field where there's like different sections on the bottom. It's just one row. It's just one section of seats going mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. So it's it goes from row one to twenty five. Let's yeah. say, and we were in we were in row twenty four. Uh, you know, our guardian angel was in row twenty five. Oh, there. your your guardian, my guardian angel. angel. Um. Uh. So so anyway, what happens is as Anderson is walking back, um, you know, the player is always going to throw the ball uh, uh into the stands. Yeah. This guy behind us yells, "Hey, Timmy!" He just yelled, "Timmy!" And then uh, Tim Anderson looked up. Tim Anderson looked up and threw it right at the guy. Yeah. Now, uh, here here's how accurate the throw was. It came. It was right coming right for him, because and right for him or right for me, not right. for not really right for Jeremy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, from my perspective, Jeremy, um, okay. I had like because I had two uh, two options. So I okay. could either try to make a play on it myself. Okay. I had you coming at me from my left, and uh-huh. the, this guy was like bearing down over my shoulder. Yeah. And meanwhile, like it's coming right at me. Yeah. Uh, so eventually, Jeremy, uh, who who uh, it was like a, a a shark who smelled blood. Sure. Um, I, I, I'm sure I could come up with some better. I was gonna say I was like that. Ronnie Lott or like Ed Reed. Sure. Like, like I, I jumped on the route. Yeah. I, yeah. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> what happened was uh, Jeremy kind of gets in front of me, and at which point, like I, I take my eye off the ball, and a Jeremy, uh, and like I sort of look at Jeremy. Uh, and I, I realized that like I can't really see the ball anymore. Okay. So what happened was Jeremy gets in front of me, and I like I kind of turn because I was like either Jeremy's going to catch this or okay. I'm going to absorb it with my body. Yeah, it's yeah. coming. It's coming right That's at me. That's true. That's um, true. Yeah. Uh, so Jeremy catches the ball. I caught the ball. He made a play on it. Jeremy yeah. made a play on it. He did. And then this guy who was sitting uh, right behind me, who, mm-hmm. who the ball was probably meant for, yeah. um, just gives Jeremy a fist bump. He's like, all right, you got it? You got it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did. Uh, yes, he did. And then at yeah. some point he goes like, 
I called for it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, did. Did. he did. Yeah, he was like, I called, I called it out or something. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, and that so that happened. Now, uh, should we take my end of this? Yeah, story let's, now? I want to hear it from your perspective, <sighs> Jack. First of all, I'm a different man. Uh huh. I'm a different person. My, okay. There are two sides. I mean, listen, I've, I've, we've, we've talked about baseball bucket list. We did an episode about it. Um, I think we did, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I saw the world. I saw the. Uh, clincher for the nlcs i saw cole hamill's no hitter like one of the last things one of the real like textbook last things on my list was like to get a ball mm-hmm. obviously you it's awesome to catch a home run or it's awesome to catch a foul ball i always used to think like uh, i don't really want to get a ball that's thrown to me because it's not the same but there's something about the way that this happened the fact that we were so far up yep the fact that it was tim anderson which is cool because he's having like a career year yeah like just all everything about it was like awesome and like I, um, I feel like a different person. Like I feel like like I can't believe that I caught this ball. I, yeah, I'm 38 years old. Or I'm gonna be 38 years old. I've wanted to catch a ball my whole life, and like it, it happened, and like I, I feel great. Um, so many things hap- like went through my mind as, as I did it, as it happened. <clears throat> so yes, listen. Let's. I'm I'm not gonna like sugarcoat this. I did reach in front of Jack to catch this ball. You did. You did. I did. Um, it was totally reactionary like because i was like doing something i i think i was like texting or like i was marking down the last out on my scorecard and then like i just saw i just like kind of looked up and like i saw that it was happening and uh i just like i just went for it and so um the first like moment of shock was that it hit my hand and it was in my hand and uh i caught it like because i Thought, I always assumed like if that happened to me, I would end up dropping it. Yeah, right. Or it would hit off my hand, but it like stuck right in my hand, and I got it. Um, and then I was just like kind of like in a daze, and like I was like I caught this fucking ball, and like the guy behind me was like, yeah, he like fist pumped me or whatever, or fist pumped me or whatever. Um, and then like I'm just like, if you could play it back in my mind, it, it like it was like you know, it's like when like the like explosion goes off and like, it's like quiet and like, yeah. you're like, it like, everything's like kind of like, yeah. like, uh, like, uh, shadowed or whatever. Like, yeah. um, sure. It's and, like that scene on the beach, uh, in Saving Private yeah, Ryan. Yeah, exactly. There's like, yeah, trails behind everything. Yeah. And then like, there's people like turning around looking at me and saying like, Hey, you caught the ball. Yeah. You, you got a ball. couple of people giving me props. Yeah. Yeah. And like, then I'm like, and so like the first thing that kind of came back to me was that like, Oh, I just caught this ball. I gotta like hold it up and like look at Tim Anderson and like point to him. And so I did that, but I, he was probably already way in the dugout at yeah. that point. Yeah. Uh, so like there were still like co- some White Sox like coming off the field. So like I don't know, but I'm pretty sure Tim Anderson was, was probably in the dugout. So then I'm like, then I'm like, oh shit. Uh, I'm like, oh shit. I just caught this in front of Jack, and like I felt, I legitimately felt horrible about it because i'm like i'd fucking just yank this in front of like jack like you know a jack would you have caught the ball um i i probably would have tried to make a play on it yeah okay. i don't i mean to to say would i have caught it like you know i we can't know we but won't like, know I, yeah. you know i might have here's what i was thinking too like what if we had both what if i had been as aggressive as as you had been to try <laughs> yeah. to make the play not yeah. neither one of us would have so it's true, yeah. We yeah, probably yeah. would have ended up. I mean, that would have been a ridiculous scenario, you know. Like we both <laughs> would have tried to make a play on it and like yeah. lost it. Well, so yeah. So it was just. I mean, it was just one of those things. Like I've always envisioned. I think I've talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I did. Like if um if I caught 
a ball and like I was in a situation where there everyone was like give it to a kid I would just leave the fucking game yeah because I'm gonna keep the ball because I want the ball yeah and uh, I've put in my time for that for the yeah, ball yeah you have you have um I think I mentioned it like in in uh. Atlanta. I was walking around during BP, and Malik Smith hit a homer, and like I caught, I, I it landed a, a row behind me. I ran, I grabbed it, I had my hand on it, and a girl put her hand on it at the same time, and I let her take it. I didn't. I, I would have had to wrestle it, but I didn't. So I, I feel like I've put in my time. Um, I hate that <laughs> that I caught it right in front of you, Jack. That's okay. Um, but uh, but yeah. So it just it that's what happened. And so then, as soon as that happened, Jack, uh, I looked at. And then I realized that that guy called for it. And I'm like, well, I screwed him over too. Yeah. But it was just like, it was, there were so many things happening at once. Not to mention the fact that like all those things from before the game were happening with the Polish parade and Steve Dahl and Louisville oh, yeah. Slugger Man. And like, there was so much going on. And like my brain short circuited at that point. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say this, Jeremy. I, I feel like it was a particularly tough play too, because of how far back we were. Yeah. Um, uh, if you're, if you're close and a guy just kind of flips the ball to you, it like, he doesn't need to put any mustard on it. Yeah. But, like this ball was actually coming fairly hard. He threw it 24 rows up. Yeah. Um, I mean, so he needed to put something on it. Yeah. And also, I was going to say that shows you how uh, accurate Tim Anderson's like throwing arm yeah, is. Yeah, true. If he could true. just if he could just loft the ball up there and get it basically to that guy who called for it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, um, yeah, Jack. It uh, my my hand is still a little swollen. It is hit, it? It hit me right uh, between like my. Um, index finger and my uh, middle finger yeah. uh, knuckles uh-huh. um, on the inside of my hand and like I mean I'll tell you Jack I felt nothing yeah because I was like completely like uh, endorphin rush well the usher who came to check on you you told her you felt exhilarated so then like so I caught it yeah and then like um, I'm still in shock and like this usher girl comes over to me like you know she's probably like 18 years old or like 20 years old or something she's like are you okay and I'm like yeah, I'm okay. I'm exhilarated. Yeah, I mean, how many times have you told, uh, use the word exhilarated to describe your feelings to somebody? You know, <laughs> yeah. ne- never. No, no, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was just crazy. It was just, it was just crazy, man. I like, I again, yeah, I've put in almost 38 years, yeah. <laughs> like with the game of baseball, and I, yeah, I got the ball, and like, I, I just, I couldn't believe it. It was crazy. I don't know. I, I uh, hate that there's a black mark on it. Well, um, but uh, that's yeah. why we're doing this podcast, though. You know, for when stuff like this happens <laughs> at games, we yeah. need to talk about it. Uh, yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. no, and so it's good. And like I said, Jeremy, if we both would have tried to like make a play on it, we would have pushed each other out of the way. Um, yeah, and neither one of us would have gotten it. Yeah. So, and I mean, and I do, I, I, you know, and for what for whatever it's worth, like I said, it was purely instinctual, instinctual. Like I, I, I just put my arms out and like I, yeah, I don't know, it, it happened. Uh, if we're in that situation again, Jack, I will fall back and you make the play. Um, but, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if that actually happens. Well, I, I'm thinking like this is a good spot to sit in to try to get a ball. It is. It is. You know? um, so we should we should do it again. We should we should try to call for it next time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so Jeremy got his ball. Um, it's cool. You can see where it's hit. It's surprisingly light. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so he's got it. You should get it autographed, Jeremy. Yeah, I know. I know. I uh, that would be cool. Um, I did post it on Instagram on our Instagram, and sure. I tagged Tim Anderson in it. Yeah. 
he could be looking. Well, hopefully he should be asleep right now. But uh, maybe he checked it out after the game. Right. <laughs> you know, um, he'll DM me, and uh, you know we'll we'll get together, and uh, he'll, he'll sign that ball for me. Right. Well, speaking of uh, uh, being behind us, uh, there there was a, a moment in the game. This was a little bit after Jeremy got his ball, where where uh, we had lost track of uh, Bob, or I had <clears throat> I had lost track of Bob. Okay. And I, I didn't know where he was. And so, uh, so yeah, we, we lost track of Bob, right? Yeah. So, and, uh, so we lost track of Bob. I didn't know where he was, um, and he had been gone for uh, a good ten minutes. So all of a sudden, I I look behind me, yeah, and Bob is right there, sitting right in the seat behind yes, us. Yeah. So that's uh, where we came eye to eye with the beast. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so first of all, I it, it was like it's like that moment in a horror movie when yeah. uh, you know the person is looking all over the house, and then you realize that the killer is is right behind them. You know, yeah. that was that was what it was. It felt like for me. And so I, I whispered to Jeremy, I was like, you know, you gotta look behind us. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so we re- we came to realize that he he was there. Now uh, here's the thing, Jeremy. I think I think this is a very interesting uh, philosophical debate. So uh, with Bob, uh, there were plenty of moments for us to because there were plenty of open seats in the stadium. There were plenty of mm-hmm. moments for us to uh, go down by him yep. and and interject ourselves uh, into his conversation and his goings on. And yeah. uh, he he would have only been too happy to uh to talk to us if we would have gone up yeah. to him well yeah i was gonna say like yeah i mean yeah exactly and and at some point he was like i we looked up we, we looked down we looked back up and then he was like he had come back like two or three rows at one point he actually sat in front in front of a guy who had his feet up yeah and like he like kind of sat to where the guy had to put his feet down yeah and like started talking to some guys it was a guy who said the south side hitman thing because uh, he stepped behind him, but he was moving around everywhere. He was everywhere yeah. in, the, in our section. Thank God he didn't leave our section, or else we would have been deprived of this. But yeah. it's funny, like he made this guy like kind of basically. He sat in a seat where the guy then couldn't put his feet up anymore, and it's like, and he was a weirdo. I'm sure this guy was like completely livid at the situation. But, oh yeah. Um. Uh. But, I, I feel. I feel though that if if we had gone up to him, uh, there there would be something like tainted about that. Like, yeah, with, for sure. With, with people like that. Uh, I, I just for for the podcast sakes, you know, sometimes we'll do things just for the sake of the podcast. Well, you know, or we'll, we'll like uh, participate in things. Yeah, put uh, ourselves out there. Put ourselves out there. But I think with cases like that, it's almost better if we let the person come to us yeah. or just observe what they do. You know, yeah. it'd be sort of like traveling back in time and like altering time if we were to like go up to those people and interact with people. So I'm glad that we made the decision not to interact with him until he interacted with us. Yeah. But he did interact with us. Yes. So uh, he he the, he immediately asked us uh, like it was kind of right after we realized his presence. It's yeah, sort of yeah, like he I, felt like we knew he was there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. So he asks us about the scorecards, and he's like, "Ah, you, you do that uh, every game." And he's he, like, "He's like, I see you're keeping score. You're keeping official record of the game." Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, "Oh, that would be kind of tedious. Uh, what you know? When do you take a bathroom break?" I was like, <laughs> "I thought that was like the weird uh, like first thing." to ask yeah for and then sure. we were like ah oh, you know we just uh, gotta, gotta figure it out or whatever, you gotta yeah. be strategic yeah and then he mentioned to us about the usher thing he's like yeah i was a uh, uh, what was the an uh, andy frayne yeah an andy frayne usher and uh it's sort of how i uh got my interest in the game yeah yeah exactly yeah. that's quote that was verbatim he's like yeah yeah i was with andy frayne over there and that's how i got my yeah exactly uh so so yeah he uh it, but then like his statements uh, uh were they, they were statements they weren't uh, uh catalysts for conversation no. they were just sort of things no. where you would say oh yeah okay okay yeah, exactly yeah they were they were uh yeah un, unreliable yeah. answers he said the thing about the t-shirt he did he um, did 
and and we're like okay okay and like it's one of those things where it's like i it's like i i didn't there's no re- reason to be rude to him like nope. uh like but there was also no reason really to like um like invoke him in conversation yeah, because yeah. like it's a very slippery slope because we could have ended up he could be sitting with us right now like, yeah. because he wouldn't have ever left us if we yep. like really engaged him it was like the informed interloper yeah exactly and so it was like it was it was a real like tightrope act of like to like like interacting with him wanting to get some material not being rude uh but then also not like like giving him giving him too much yeah yeah you know i do feel like if we would have interacted with him a little bit though this guy did not have the ability to stay in one place for that's for true. too long yeah yeah he's a he's a wanderer he's a rambler he was um uh at one point we should we should also mention that he um uh he got some nachos this was earlier in the game i got so many more things on bob good good but yeah but yeah the, the nachos he, yeah he so he, he has this big plate of uh nachos and he actually just like how i described i like them you know with cheese and jalapeno <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he, he's saying, easy with the nachos. Yeah. Easy with the nachos. He's yeah. saying that as he's going down the aisle. Yeah. I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out what he meant by that, Jeremy. Was he re- trying to remind himself that he should be easy while he's walking so as not to spill I the think, nachos? I think that's what he's saying. I, yeah. And like, well, he, he kind of, a lot of times I feel like he was like, um, like saying things that he was putting into the minds of other people or whatever. And yeah. So maybe he was like... Saying like what he thinks everyone else should be saying to him, like yeah. easy with the nachos, easy with the nachos. Now he, this this guy was trying to get uh, any number of chants started. Uh, his best one though, you know, he was trying to do uh, let's go White Sox, but his best one was when James McCann came yeah. to the plate. He was calling him Jimmy Jimmy Can Can. Yeah. Jimmy Jimmy Can Can. Jimmy Jimmy Can Can. And then there was a time when uh, some other guys like got into it with him and started yeah. also saying Jimmy Jimmy Can Can. And I was, yeah. I, Jeremy, for a second, I was going to suggest that we also start to make doing it, it a thing. Yeah. Yeah. To make it a thing. I feel like that. Oh, it. God. Yeah. See, Jeremy, I feel because like the the guys behind him started doing it with him or in front of him. And then there was like one or two other people like uh, it, it, near us who also started saying it. Yeah. I feel like all it needed, Jeremy, was a couple more yeah, people to, to make it a thing. Yeah. Um, I think we could have pushed it over the edge. It, I, that is my one regret. I know. I know. And it's like, I mean, yeah, I could imagine like the whole stadium going, Jimmy, Jimmy, can, can, Jimmy, Jimmy, can, can. And we did, I did catch a little bit of that on uh, the Instagram story as nice. well. Nice. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that's there. Uh, and if it goes away after 24 hours, we'll, we'll archive it so you can watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, good God, there's just so much. We got the trivia stuff. Um, I was remarking that he kind of moved like Fire Marshal Bill from uh, In Living Color. He did, yeah, yeah. And Jeremy, like I said, he re- he reminded me of an old version of Daniel Stern's pitching coach from uh, uh, the, the, uh, Rookie of the Rookie Year. Rookie of the Year, yeah, yeah. And even just sort of in his movements. Um, Jeremy, you found his hat at one point. So, well, yeah. Before before we get into that, I just want to name a couple more things that he did. So at one point, and this was in the top of the eighth, yeah. He just stands up, and there were like there were like two younger girls who sat down behind him at this point, and I thought maybe he was kind of like trying to show off a little bit because he had like a new audience, and like it wasn't guys, like it was actually like uh, women uh, yeah. that he could maybe like try some new material on. And so at one point he gets up and he's go, he goes, "All right, let's get serious," <laughs> and then he goes, and he said this like without any breaks. He goes like, "Do you like? Does anyone like my joke? What do you do when you when your nose is on strike? You pick it." Like yeah. he said it like with no that that one he did 
it was on purpose. No comedic timing. He just said it like he just like blurted the whole joke out. Yep. Uh, which is a pretty good joke. You yeah. Know, whatever. It's a yeah. straight joke. Whatever. It's I've a, never heard that one before. No. Yeah. Yeah. You pick it. Uh, so he said that. Um, and uh, so yeah. And then right about then, uh, a guy and his son sit behind us, and uh, the guy uh, leans over and he's like, "Hey, is this your guy's hat?" And he leans down and he he comes up with a hat. And it's fucking Bob's hat. Yep. It's like his his like, and we should mention he has this the same hat that we does we do, but his was like ratty and folded. It was like kind of like bent in half. Yeah, and it was just like all like like smushed up and stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm like that's that guy's hat. and he's like who? And like I pointed to him, and he's like doing this arm thing, <laughs> and he's like five rows ahead of us. And I'm like that guy, yeah, and like the crazy guy, yeah. And the guy and the guy behind us goes, the guy behind us was was funny. Uh, he's like. Oh, well, if he's crazy, uh, he can come up here and get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, right. And like, so then he just put it back down or whatever. Um, and then the inning went on and I'm like, I got to give this guy his hat back. Because I feel like with all this like special giveaway stuff that he has and some of it dating back to what, 2006 you said? Yep. Like, I think this guy's world would be a little broken if he lost this hat. And like, so I'm like, I got to bring this back. Yeah, so I, I reached under the seat and I, I got it and I walked it down to him. And like he, he at the at that moment, he was like going through his like bag. He had like a weird like duffel bag and yeah. like all this shit. And like, I like, I like walk over to him and I like, I, I kind of nudge him with my elbow. And I'm like, hey, buddy. I'm like, here you go. And he's like, thank you. Thank you. I was just looking for that. Thank you. Thank oh, you. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so like he was like legitimately like. Glad that uh, that uh, he got the hat back. So yeah, I'm glad. I and mean, that hat is like two, three years old at it this is. point, right? It so is. like he's managed to keep it this long. I, honestly, I, <laughs> part of me feels like he's losing a special giveaway item every game based on how much he moves around. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I was glad that he he got that back because he clearly had it for three years. Well, so, here's uh, the thing, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the game, he was not wearing it, so I can only <laughs> imagine that he may have lost it again somewhere did. else. He probably uh, did. He yeah. probably did. Um, at some point in. In, uh, I think it was the top of the ninth, right? Um, Didi Gregorius. It, it was the top of the eighth. Yeah. Uh, the White Sox were, were clinging to a one, one-run lead at this point, and Didi Gregorius uh, gets a base hit. Now, there are two outs in the inning, but uh, uh, he's still got a base hit, and uh, as he gets the hit and he's running up to first base, he goes, No! 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 Yeah. As if like the ball was sailing over <laughs> the, the center field's uh, wall to tie the game up, and he's uh, he's pleading like with the ball to like just drop him in the air and not go over the the fence and tie yeah. it up but it was just a base hit up the middle and he's like <laughs> yeah. no 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 so that was pretty funny and then uh promptly uh glaber torres struck out looking to end the and the threat mm-hmm. um that was pretty funny um at some point he was yelling and uh there were some like girls uh a section over from us towards uh home plate so they were in his like line of view and they were kind of like talking to each other they weren't yelling necessarily but they were like maybe like just like like talking like uh animatedly towards each other and he goes like uh hey keep it down over there i'm trying to think (laughs) it's like keep it down and he kept saying like keep it down yeah (laughs) and uh yeah i mean yeah he was he was full of them uh okay and then he had one more chant and this is this is my capper for him because that's all I have on him. But uh, Yolmer Sanchez came up in uh, the bottom of the eighth, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yolmer, hit a homer." Yep. And then he and then it, like something clicked in his head. He's like, "Hey, that sounds pretty good." Like yeah. his internal monologue. And he's like, 
Hey, Yomer, hit a homer. Yomer, hit a homer. Yeah, and, and then like, he was going, Yomer, homer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then he started just with the varying uh, you know, variations of that chant. But again, that's what I was saying. It's like, did he just come up with that on the spot? Because like, he, it sounded like he did, yep. but it's pretty good. Like, And it's like, uh, I've never heard anyone say that before. Like, it's, yeah. it's kind of obvious a little bit but like no one said it yeah and his joke about the uh uh the the striking and and picket um uh like he said it with the expectation that people weren't going to laugh at it yeah yeah, yeah. it's like he just plowed through so he knew it wasn't funny yeah it it was one of those things where he uh you know he told the joke knowing it wouldn't be funny and that's what was funny about it yeah yeah for Uh, sure so yeah I, i will also say jeremy he would whenever a good thing would happen for the white Sox, he wouldn't like cheer at all he would like he would like uh turn around and <laughs> yeah, look at right. the other people as if like as if he all like had something to do with um or, you know the home run that Leori garcia yeah he, he would do like a like hey i told you so yep, like yeah. kind of like that but yeah he didn't predict it at yeah all. no but it's fans like him jeremy who almost make you think that like you know he willed the white Sox to victory tonight yeah maybe um, yeah yeah just that that extra that that intangible force in the stadium that night yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, it carried that Lurie garcia a home run over the uh, fence in the uh, seventh <laughs> inning or whatever it was. Well, uh, uh, there were there was also the guy the guy behind us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's well. talk about him. Um, so, Jeremy, uh, when I when I mentioned to you uh, in uh, one of our last podcasts about the uh, the guy who was like, man, if we just had two good pitchers yeah. and if we only would sign Dallas Keuchel, that wasn't the same guy we talked to tonight. Okay, uh, but his but, but his uh, uh, dialogue was certainly the same. He said the exact same sentiments. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, except Dallas Keuchel has has signed at this point. Yeah, Last yeah, yeah. Time he hadn't signed. There's still hope, I guess. And they're still uh, lamenting the fact that he hasn't signed. Uh, like yeah. White Sox fans are more upset that they didn't sign Dallas Keuchel than they are that they didn't sign Machado. Yeah, yeah, or uh, Bryce Harper, or yeah. Bryce Harper. Yeah, which yeah, is, exactly. uh, But so, but also, it was the thing about the pitchers. He's like, you know, oh man, if we just had two good pit. I think he said like two good pitchers. Yeah. Um, and so then he said like cease. He at least said cease. Like yeah, which is a, a valid uh, concern at this point. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and I think that what you mentioned, uh, just trading Nova for Cease uh, at this point would be, would be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I'm like, I think uh, swapping uh, Nova out for Cease would be a pretty good move. Yep. And he's like, or at least put him in the back, like, you know, like let him, uh, did he say mop up or something? I don't even yeah, know. But yeah, he's yeah, like, put him, I, yeah. Yeah, I feel like by in the back, he meant as a fifth starter, but also he might have meant oh, as a mop up guy. Yeah, I don't I know remember. if he was... I took it as back of the bullpen, but like he wasn't ready to cut no Ivan Nova just yet. No. So okay, I guess yeah. Yeah. give him yeah, a fair right, shot. Right. So now, Jeremy, I'm uh, we're no prudes when it comes to language, obviously. Yeah. But so this guy had like a grade school age kid with him. Probably the kid was maybe in fourth or fifth grade. Sure. I don't know. Was that about how, how old he seemed to you, Jeremy? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't about. seem older than that. But like, first of all, like the uh, the, the the guy was saying the f word a lot to us, he was, yeah, and he I was, was like, you know, maybe he shouldn't be saying that in front of his like nine year old kid. I right. mean, you know, the kid probably hears it at school, but like to sure. hear it from your from your dad used casually is maybe another thing. Yeah, sure. Um, also, he he called the Yankees the stankies. He did. He did. He yeah, said, the stankies have another shot here. They could do something. Yeah, yeah. Which was a little a little weird. Uh, he yeah. seemed like a nice guy though. Yeah, uh, overall. He seemed he like nice, a cool guy. Yeah, the kid was a jerk. Was the kid being a he jerk? He wasn't a jerk, but he was like playing like he was wa- playing like a video game on his phone with full volume. He he was not into the baseball game. No. It it kept fe- it kept seeming like he wanted to leave. Yeah, he did kick the seat a couple times too. Oh, did he did he yeah. kick did he kick your yeah. seat? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so um 
Yeah, it was almost to the point where, like, with the sound, I I almost had to, like, I was almost going to, like, say something, but, like... Oh, the, with the sound from the video game? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I could hear that, too, and I wasn't sure what it was, and I thought, like, the dad was on the phone or something. Yeah, because yeah. when they first sat down, the dad was on the phone, and yeah, I was he a little was. annoyed, but um, uh, it... it whenever it would get to the point where I'm like, I got to say something like he would shut it off or something. I think the dad was maybe telling him to do it, but, uh, but yeah, so that was happening. It was funny. At one point the kid goes like, can we go? My back hurts. Yeah. And Oh, and he said, he said like, your back hurts. You're seven. So he's, yeah. he was seven years he was old. Seven years old. Okay. Yeah, he's like, okay. He's like, your back hurts. You're seven years old. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, thought, I thought that was kind of funny. I don't, yeah. yeah so, um, but, uh, but yeah, so they, they, um, they, they, you know, crossed paths with us for, yeah. at least for an inning or they two. They were, they were talking wild card, Jeremy. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how crazy that is. The Sox are one game under 500. I, I know. So with how bad the American League is, I don't know. It yeah. It would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, when he was talking like that, like, you know, like how close they are and like these guys, we're competing with these guys for the wild card. In my mind, I'm like, you're not competing with the Yankees for anything. No. But like. Uh, I guess it's not out of the question. Yeah, you can't be laughed out of the park for saying that. No, at least. Um, so, so yeah. So it's just hard to kind of conceptualize. But, uh, but yeah. So there was that. Um, general crowd stuff. I mean, what else can compare to like the things that we saw? But there were a couple funny other things. Um, at one point, there was like the skinny like white we should say usher or a vendor yeah guy. vendor he was a vendor and he was coming up uh the aisle and he was kind of moving fast and over the pa gangsta's paradise came on by that's Coolio. yonder leander alonso that's right walk up music that's right and like so he comes running up and he's like living in the gangster's paradise like yeah. i'm not really exaggerating the voice that no much. that was about how it sounded that's what he sounded like and like we looked at him and like like i didn't see his face but i looked back and he was like tall and skinny and yeah. white um and there was another couple across the aisle from us and they looked at him too yeah and it's like yeah it was you know it was just funny uh, yeah gangster's paradise is uh this ballpark's version of uh bohemian rhapsody uh, <laughs> that albert elmora comes comes out to i feel yeah. like it elicits uh, the same type of strong reaction from exactly folks. exactly um speaking of foul balls and little kids uh, at one point, and I don't think they were there the whole game either, but this family of kids, uh, it's like there was a mother and a father, and then like four or five kids, like little kids, like rowdy, like loud kind of kids. Um, they were like, they kept saying like he catched the ball, um, which I guess is cute, I don't know, or annoying, however you choose to take it. But at one point, uh, Jose Rondon had a ball. Uh, to throw to the to the crowd and and really this this section was where like all the balls were being thrown because there's no fence there or no uh, netting there and like one the key, he had the ball and he was looking to see who he would throw it to in the crowd and like the little kid uh, behind us said hey asshole throw the ball up here yeah yeah um, or throw throw the ball up here asshole and uh-huh. uh, and uh, then he like kind of like like kind of like hunched down and like like looked around like he's like oh, I, can't, I can't believe I said it and like the sister was like what well, you know like she like hit him and like they were hitting each other and like the kid like was like like I can't believe I got away with it it was kind of funny yep uh, I mean I don't think Jose Rondon deserved to be called an asshole by a little kid no but no. Uh, it was kind of funny I guess yeah if not uh, inappropriate I mean maybe if we're talking about when he popped out with the bases loaded earlier in the game <laughs> maybe he deserved it then yeah maybe um. um yeah, and one one other thing I got for for a crowd. At some point, right towards the end of the game, Jack, uh, some guy walked down the aisle and was like 
holding up like a little action figure yeah and taking a picture of the field and like I looked later and it was like a Lego it was like a little like Lego figure or something well I so Jeremy I know a guy um, I'm not on Facebook anymore but when I was I know a guy who used to have like a little Mario figurine and he would like put this Mario he, when he would travel he would put this Mario figurine places and like take a picture of it and be okay. like oh Mario's here and that, that was like his thing you yeah, know yeah. Uh, so I feel like, like that's that that's what this guy was doing he was cause like he then came up to the island or came up to the top of the steps and like you know was showing the picture to like uh, his wife or girlfriend yep. and then like another woman and it's like yeah I, I got the vibe almost immediately that like that's what he does maybe yep. he goes to different stadiums and takes a picture of this thing but first of all We've talked about it. Like trying to take a picture, trying to pose for a picture with the field as your backdrop is like you're totally backlit by the um, stadium lights. So all you like, it's hard to see people's faces. They just look like silhouettes up against the light unless you have like a really strong flash. So like he he was standing in the middle of the he was standing in like we were in aisle twenty four. He was probably in uh, row fifteen or something, standing there taking this picture. Like you couldn't have taken the picture at the top of the stairs. You have to walk down there. During gameplay and stand there and take your stupid picture with your stupid Lego, like, yep. yeah, like, between innings is too much to ask. But you yeah. couldn't have done it at the top of the stairs. Yeah, you're you're just ask, like I get it. This is your thing, but it's like, is so your thing is more important than everyone else seeing the game. Like it's like it just you're an asshole, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Like uh, so, I, I hope he's got a lot of great uh, backlit pictures of his Lego guy in different stadiums. <laughs> um, so that happened. Uh, that's you know again nothing can top our friend Bob. No, um, I Jack. I think we should sit in that section at the next White Sox. We game should. We should try to find him again and and see what yeah. section was that, Jeremy? I don't know exactly, but it'll be the one where the yeah the netting. I want to say it was like one forty four or one forty three or okay. something like that. So yeah, cool. we should try to sit there uh, again. Absolutely. Cool. Um, real quick, we can kind of machine gun through the rest of yeah. these things, but uh, we have to talk about the video board. Yeah, the video. Okay, so uh, you know, Brewing with Ricky once again a flop. Uh, this time it so, so once again it was buried in the bottom of the eighth inning. Yeah, it was for good yeah, reason. Yeah. Uh, so all it was was these guys opening up like a vat in their brewery, yeah. and then Ricky like looking at looking at him and like kind of shaking his nodding his head and then like clapping like they did a good job. Yeah, he's like, "Good job, good yep. job." And like you're just standing, the, the camera like goes on Ricky for 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 so long. You're like waiting for the joke to drop. Yeah, and all he says was "good job" and that's it. And he walks away and then it's over. Yeah, and it's like what the. F- they're not even trying no, anymore, they're man. Not. No, that's almost like an outtake that they had to turn into an episode. <laughs> yeah, or something. yeah, because yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a part of a bigger thing that they're just like, uh, okay, this is an episode now. Yep, and like let's move on. So it it truly is in the like Friday night, Saturday night, uh, prime time, like you know, like like on its way to being canceled uh, time slot. In, yeah, in the in the middle of the eighth inning, and it's just. I don't even know what to say about it. It's almost sad to see it go out this way. It is because, you know, uh, well, I will never say that they actually made a good episode. Uh, it certainly was. Uh, they did. They've done better than that. The George Brett one, for instance. That, yeah, this may, you know, this makes the George Brett one look like, uh, you know, Citizen uh, Kane. Citizen Kane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there was one other thing, too, worth mentioning. Uh, there was a new game called Think Fast. Um, that was not, and it was different from the one where you said where like the kid didn't even compete. It was, that would have been like just having Lucas Giolito name a bunch of video games and saying the kid won. Yeah. So what happened was, and this is a reminiscent to a game that we saw years ago where, um, a fan competes with a player to name as many things as possible in a amount of time. Uh, the one from years ago that I recall was, uh, with, with, uh, Adam Eaton where, um, someone, they had to name MLB teams 
And uh, here's an indication of how intelligent Adam Eaton is. Um, he couldn't name the Diamondbacks and the team that he had just come from. And so the kid beat him or whatever. Um, tonight it was video games and they had some kid, we call him the fast, I call him the fast talking kid. Yeah. Cause like, so they had to name as many video games as they could in like 30 seconds. And the kid was like, call it anyone, call it anyone, Sims 1, Sims 2, Sims 3, Sims 4, Sims 5, whatever, Madden 2017, Madden 2018. And like, he was going so fast that they couldn't like keep track on the board of like how many, cause they were doing like a counter and like it would go up every time. But yeah. he said it's so fast. Yeah. And even Chris was like, Oh man, you're beating our, our counter. We can't even keep track. And then the time ran out and he's like, we'll just say you had 13. Yeah. And then they go to the video and Lucas Giolito starts naming games. He actually named call of duty one, call of duty two. He did that as well. Yep. Um, and he, and he ended up naming guess how many? Uh, geez, Jeremy, was it 12? 12. It was yeah. 12. So, yeah, we, we, we pretty much were, like, surmising that, like, they totally didn't count as many as the kid said. Yep. And they just said, uh, let's say 13 because that'll win. Yeah. And then he beat Lucas Giolito. Um, so it was like a, it was a, a you know, came down to the wire. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he won. I have a bit of a complaint about, like, the strategy that both players used. I sure. think, like, they should, maybe this is throwing a few too many rules in there, but, yeah. like, they should say, you know, you can name... Uh, one video game per franchise. Yeah, you know? sure. I- I'll say this about Lucas Giolito. At least he knew what um the uh like the call of duty like their their sub their yeah, sub modern warfare were. he like named yeah. modern warfare he like knew knew all of them yeah uh but yeah it's kind of a cheap move to be like man 2017 man 2018 you know because then yeah. you're just that's not that's not a, a video game that that you're those aren't multiple video games you're it's just naming true. different versions of the same game yeah it's like you could say madden collector's edition madden regular edition yep. it's like yeah it's like uh i guess those count as two different ones yeah yeah so uh, the kid uh, cut some corners and he won. He like, did. A, I don't even know what he oh, won. Jeremy, okay. we, we also need to mention this. Yeah. Uh, th- so instead of the big fly, uh, the big fly has been replaced by a literal home run derby. Um, oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, right. We almost forgot about so this. So they had, a, they had a kid up in the Xfinity uh, lounge, whatever it is, in left field. There's like a little diamond that there. That fundamentals or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't even know if it's called that anymore. But yeah, there's a little diamond for kids. Yeah, for kids. And so they brought this uh, uh, 16-year-old, technically still a kid, I guess. He seemed like a um, brooding teen. Like a yeah. brooding, like, like troubled teen or something yeah like, yeah not trouble like but like you know like the quiet kid at school and like maybe the girls are like oh what's his story but he seemed like kind of just like a kid like oh, whatever i don't care like you yeah. know and so like yeah so they had an actual home run derby and so someone was like teeing balls up to him and like he he fouled the the first, the one, first off. one back he second one gave him three shots second one he went deep yeah uh, the thing is uh maybe deep uh this was the great american ballpark of like little kids ballparks the fence was about 20 feet yeah Yeah, it was 20 feet yeah maybe yeah and so he does a bat flip and then like he then they actually made him run run the bases yeah so you got this like kind of like hard-ass like 16 year old kid having to like run the bases on the video board in front of like tens of thousands of people which is pretty funny yeah um and he won. He did win something kind of cool, I think. Yeah. Oh, he won like an autograph or like a personalized bat or something. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I so, didn't... yeah. So I wonder if they only did that because Louisville Slugger was there. Who knows? Right. But um, he won something worth the public embarrassment. But uh, I, I'm surprised that the kid didn't like start doing the jerk off motion. Right. <laughs> you know, right. a lot yep. of the other kid. Because they totally seem like dead ringers for each other. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's right. I almost forgot about that one. Um, uh, so, I mean, 
compared to all that stuff, the game is not worth talking about. No, we, we might it, as it well was, just... Uh, it was a good game. Yeah, it was actually a good game. So it was, it was 5-4. to four. Uh, Brett Gardner hit a home run for the Yankees. Uh, Larry Garcia uh, went, and Tim Anderson. My went boy, deep. Tim Anderson. Yeah, Tim Anderson. So uh, just a couple innings after Jeremy got the ball, Tim Anderson, uh, uh, the White Sox were down 4-1. to one. Uh, Two men on base. Tim Anderson hit a home run uh, to deep left center field uh, to tie the game at 4-4. Four to four. Yeah. Uh, J.A. Happ, uh, fucking embarrassment. Five innings, four earned runs. He was just trying to blow that game. He yep. tried to blow it in the inning before that, and then like the White Sox finally relented and, and scored the four runs in the fifth. But yep. he was trying. He just like decided. That he was done trying. I yeah. think. Um, by the way, J J Hap. His name he he goes by. He wants you to call him J Hap. Mm-hmm. His name is J A Hap. Like what? But he wants you to call him J Hap. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not supposed to call him J A Hap. You're supposed oh. to call him J Hap. So like, is the J A supposed to be pronounced J? Yeah, or it's like, is it just a really fast pronunciation of J A? So right. J. Well, also J A is like it's a. It's tedious to say. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I when I remember in my high school English class, we read uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. And my, my English teacher, instead of calling Jonathan Harker, Jonathan Harker, he's like, we'll just call him J.H. I'm like, J.H. is like a mouthful. Like, yeah. It's easy, just call him Harker. Harker. Yeah. Like, we'll call him J.H. And I, in my mind, I'm like, this is stupid. It's not better, any better than what it's we're... It's no better. Yeah. And so like J.A. Hap and J.Hap, it's like... What's your name, man? It's a, he's not he's not a good enough pitcher to be to worth this much discussion or deliberation over his name. No. So he he he's annoying a little bit as a yeah. player. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. We Glaber Torres had a good game. Uh. Yeah, yeah. he did. Except for when it counted, like he he uh, took a, a strikeout looking with the tying run at first base. Yeah. Um. And Aaron Bummer it looks like he could be a potential good piece for the White yeah, Sox. Yeah, he came Who out knows? and got the save. Yep. Uh. I guess Colome was unavailable. But uh, Leori Garcia hit the big uh, game-winning homer, he basically. Did. I in don't the know if I've ever seven. seen Leori Garcia hit a home run. I don't think a lot of people have. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe Bob has because he probably goes to all the games. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, you know, it's a, the Yankees lineup was depleted, yet it still looks like a good lineup. Yeah, it um, does. But, uh, but, you know, no judge, no uh, uh Giancarlo Stanton. No Tulowitzki. No Tula. Well, well, I mean, I don't yeah. know if you could ever really say he was on the Yankees. Yeah, uh, and then it just they're down like tons of pitchers and stuff too. But uh, but yeah, so um, uh, I don't know. The White Sox beat them. Yeah, uh, they beat them. We're three and zero in White Sox games this year. So yeah, good, yeah, good for us and good for the White Sox. But uh, I don't know, Jack. I think uh, we can wrap it up yeah, there. I, God, I, I, God. We should call it a night. Uh, and who knows, Jeremy? We, we're not sure what uh, game we're going to go to next, but we think uh, we have a very special surprise for you for our next episode. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we may have uh, a minor league we may. Uh, for the for the we next may. for the next uh, game. So we'll finally get out to one of those. Um, yeah, we have a fun mini so uh, or not mini so, but uh, a fun like uh, off week episode. Yeah, we should uh, call them off week episodes. Yeah, 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 because uh, that that sounds like a plan to me. Jeremy. Yeah, so that that's coming up down the pike. Um, so stay tuned. Uh, tell a friend. Uh, you know, uh, let your friend catch a foul ball. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, be cool. Uh, you know, don't call Jose Rondo an asshole. Yep. And uh, dance a jig at a ballpark every once in a while. Yeah. Have yeah, fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Swarkowski. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. Good night. Good night. And good luck.